Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Last time on Little Realms. The gang and I are getting ever closer to seeking justice for poor Liara. We have a plan. It involves breaking into people's houses and stealing things. I I don't know what the details are, but I leave that to Jarell and Arden. Meanwhile, I went and tried to appease Cord. That's my whole point in coming to Mithrin, after all. I want to impress Cord, let him know that I'm top-notch. And I did everything in my power to win this wrestling tournament, and I mean everything. That potion of strength cost me a hundred gold, damn it. But it all turned out to be naught, and I lost, and that fool of a boy, Jakota, won. So we left off with everyone put their hands in a circle and yelling Chakota, I think. <laughs> right? Yes. We are the least cool kids in this town. I'm pretty cool. Chakota! No, we're trying to keep our... Cover. We're trying to keep our cover, yes. As huge dorks. Is that a cover? Anyway. Cyrus is still like a bulky old man right now, too. So he, look, he looks like the Incredible Hulk that is aged 50 years. And oily. And oily. And oily. Who wants to do their first fair activity? I mean, Arden, once he has uh, decided to give Cyrus the rest of the afternoon to mourn his unfortunate <laughs> circumstances. I was feeling better until you spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Arden just needs to make sure that Cyrus fully grasps his his actions. And Arden's a bully. Just a <laughs> So, Arden, you were looking for a contest, right? Yeah. Arden, yeah. A contest that's not uh, mud wrestling or, or like, <laughs> big bulky men sweating it out together. Arden's looking for something a bit more dignified, oh, like archery <laughs> or throwing knives at a target. As it happens, you don't have to go very far because there is an archery range set up. It's mostly like, you know, fathers and little sons that are at the archery range right now doing the deal where, you know, the dad is like, here, little Billy, this is how you fire a bow at the deer in the woods. And a soldier seems to be running the booth behind him, this little display of like crudely made plush animals. And as Arden passes by, says, you, sir, would you like to try your hand at the archery? Um... I suppose. Are there any prizes to be won? There are! And he steps aside, motions to the plushes behind him. There's like a frog, a bird, like a songbird looking thing. Please tell me there's a bunny. And the grand prize on the top shelf is this like bunny plush with antlers and little wings attached to it. Arden thinks, oh, maybe Jarell or Vim would enjoy one of these. And then he also thinks, but what would the look on Cyrus's face be if I got him one? 
<laughs> and so he's gonna go and try to win all of them. <laughs> well then, sign me up. Let's see, uh, how much does it cost? Uh, one silver per play, you get three arrows. If you hit three bullseyes at the farthest target, you get the grand prize. If you hit a bullseye at the nearest uh, target, you get the bottom shelf prize, and two bullseyes in the middle target gets you uh, the bird. Flush. Well, says the bird. All right. Well, Arden's got a bit of coin in his pocket, so he's going to take some out, and he'll hand the guy three silver. So say, this is uh nine arrows then? Yes, sir, it is. And he hands over three arrows and a bow. How bad is this thing that I'm shooting with? I mean, it's been around a while. You kind of like test the string and it does not have as much draw strength as it uh, should. Okay, he's going to not ask. He's just going to take a little bit of time to tune the bow, as it were, before he gets started. <laughs> uh, it earns you a sour look from the soldier running the booth, but he doesn't say anything. Alright, so once Arden's done that, he will step back and fire off a shot at the nearest target. Okay, roll an attack, please. Only 14. Okay, you, you hit, like, the middle ring... There's, like, the outer ring, the middle ring, and then the bullseye. Yeah, Arden didn't feel that that was a great attempt, but that's why he spent three silvers on this already. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second attempt is a 17 overall. That hits the bullseye. It's, like, near the edge, but the uh, guy running the booth says, That's good enough. Here's your frog. (laughs) And hands you a uh, plush frog. This one's for Cyrus. And then he says, I assume these, uh, each one of these goes is separate. Like, I can't get one bullseye on the far target and each on each of three silver to get the grand prize. Correct. You would need to hit all three arrows of the same silver in the bullseye. All right, then I don't think I need the last arrow on my first coin. The, uh, <laughs> the guy running the booth just very slowly takes uh, an arrow back and motions for you to continue. Arden will pick up the second three arrows and just sort of launch them one right after another at the second target. Okay. Uh, well, the last arrow, apparently I was just not aiming well <laughs> enough. It, it sails... Off probably hits a bystander. Arden's <laughs> probably going to get arrested on that natural one, but you know. Yeah, the uh, the bowstring uh, actually snaps on the last arrow, and uh, the guy running the booth has to go and take a different bow after another contestant has finished and hands you that bow. The other two though were a twenty-one and an, and a seventeen. That is good enough. Arden hits the bullseye on the middle target. And the guy, Sourface, has kind of turned from, like, sour to more of, like, 
I wonder how good this guy is kind of face. And he motions to the booth and is like, which uh, songbird would you like? I'll take the goldfinch. He hands you the goldfinchy looking one. It's a, it's a loose representation of a goldfinch, but it looks more like a goldfinch than all the others. Well, that one is uh, definitely for Jarrell. Well, after tuning up the bow, making sure that it's not going to snap, Arden, since he's aiming for the furthest target, is going to line up his aim carefully uh, mm-hmm. this time for each shot. Okay, so definitely a natural 20 on that first shot. Okay. No hit. Arden yep. takes the second shot, gets a, another hit with a 16, so 20 overall. And the last shot is an 18 on the better of the two rolls with the aiming, you know, mm-hmm. deep breaths. Okay. And managed to roll a 2 and a 14. I was, I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> so Arden holds his breath as the... Uh, attendant walks over to the target, examines it, and just kind of holds up his hands in disbelief and walks back over to the booth, pulls down the little rabbit plushie and hands it to you and says, well, I'll be darned, sir. (laughs) You want to join the guard? I'll pass for now. Uh, But this was harder than I expected. And I hope these aren't the bows that you're using when you need to actually do guard work. Oh, no, of course not. You notice at this point that, like, the three little kids that are at the archery stand are, like, looking up at you with, like, the big round, how did you do that, eyes? He looks back at them and just kind of says, practice and walks away with his prizes into the crowd. people. Okay. <laughs> Joel wants to do some shopping. Load up on paper and ink, load up on spell mm-hmm. components, and then specifically, while they're grabbing spell components, if there's... I'm basically looking to make firecrackers. You, yeah, there is just a stand that has firecrackers. I mean, they're like little kids' toy firecrackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you do find them. In walking around all day, are we running into people we know? Yeah, you are actually. Uh, You do see Jonna and Hyatt walking around. They're doing like yard game booths together. Um, That's adorable. You you also walk past Isidra actually with three little kids walking like in a very orderly line behind her and they stop at a face painting booth and each of the kids are getting their faces painted while Isidra stands by, arms crossed, scanning the crowd. Um, um, do they look mm-hmm. like her? They look very similar to her. Huh. How old are they? Like four, five, six. Hang on. I'm having a little bit of squee right now. That's kind of <laughs> fucking adorable. <laughs> don't, don't fall in love with the enemy, all right? <laughs> That's so cute. Okay. Jarl hasn't actually met Ysidra, though. Only, uh, Bim and Cyrus have been. Yeah, it would be weird if I approached her. Um, no, I'm gonna flag down Hyatt and Jana. Oh, Hyatt! Miss Jana. Oh, hi! Jana says, and Hyatt waves gracefully. How's it going? Oh, just wonderful! How are you enjoying the festival? It is so great out here. I love the festival days. 
It is really lovely. I think everyone's having a great time. Um, I actually, Jarell sort of looks down. They're carrying a, a large bundle of all these packages and things like random tchotchkes and touristy crap, um, and then all their paper and spell stuff. And they're like, I, uh, I actually have something for you um, if you have a moment. It's back at Journey's End. Um, nothing real surprising or exciting, I don't think, but uh, I think you ought to have it. Yeah, they look at each other for a second. Hyatt shrugs, and John says, Sure, we'll follow you. Also, Hyatt, I've been wanting to ask you. I've been thinking. <laughs> and Jarell has a spiel. They've been thinking about shades and everything Hyatt told them um, okay. at Ed's house. And they've got this whole spun out idea of like, well, why are there only shades from negative feelings? Couldn't there also be shades from positive feelings? If not, what's the difference? What do you think an experiment would look like to make a happy shade? <laughs> Just like kind of batshit. <laughs> right. Okay. By the time you get to Journey's End and like up to your room, uh, Hyatt has been listening very quietly and patiently. She says, I believe your theories merit further investigation after the festival. (laughs) (laughs) You think so? Well, we'll have to talk about it further. Yes. Joe sort of haphazardly dumps uh, most of their stuff kind of on the bed and they dig out Liara's box and they present it to Jana, kind of solemnly. Jana had been like, you know, smiling and giggling a little bit at uh, Jarell's excited, one-sided conversation. But when presented with the box, she sort of sobers up a little bit and takes it in both of her hands and then hugs it to her chest. We will keep it safe. Yes, we haven't taken anything out. Um... Here's the combination, and Jarell hands her a little slip of paper that has the combination on it. She takes that as well. She pulls out this little notebook she has in one of her pockets, puts it inside a page, and puts the notebook back. And you got all the information you needed from this? I think so, yes. Okay. I mean, you could come see it anytime. Our doors are open to you. Yes, of course. We'll, we'll continue to check in um, whenever we have something to report on. How... How is the Lord Margrex? Ah, uh, he, ah, uh, ah. Uh, and Jonna kind of looks up and over at Hyatt. Hyatt answers. He was not feeling up to the festivities today. He hopes to go to the play tomorrow evening, though. Jarrell sort of nods, looking troubled. All right, well, I'm very sorry. I, I think perhaps that, uh... A lot came out last night that um, perhaps we could have relayed more tactfully. Uh, Hyatt smiles at that and Jana shrugs. We're glad to know the information, no matter how it came about. Cheryl sort of nods. Well, let us know if there's anything else we can do to help, even if it's something as simple as some company. Jana, her, she looks up into your... Uh, she's actually probably... How tall is Jarell? Like five foot or just shy of... I know Jarell is canonically four eleven. Oh because, yeah, I think that's what's yeah. on my character sheet. Jarell's a shorty. Jarell is a oh. shorty. Shorty. Hey, I had to share the womb with two other people. Okay, like we had to spread <laughs> out those resources. <laughs> then, then you have to look up at Jana just slightly. Uh, she looks at you. Her eyes brighten up a little bit, and she says, "Yeah, after we get everything figured out, uh, we should hang out more." Certainly, I I would be delighted. 
there's definitely an element of Jana's nothing like their little sisters, but they're very much thinking of of them and like how many siblings they have and just always having people around. And then here's this little girl like basically in this giant mansion by herself with two adults, one of whom is like, you know, really struggling with things. And so they're kind of mm-hmm. like, this is unacceptable. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> so I think after their little high five or what is it called? A group hand? A group shout? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the break? break? Uh, a, a cheer? A group breakout? What's it, what's it called when they do it in football? Huddle. The huddle. group huddle. Yeah, there you go. Huddle. Yeah, after the Chakota huddle, Vim is actually still concerned about Cyrus. Like, she, she sees that maybe he's a bit chipper now, but knows kind of personally how kind of taking a loss like that can be tough so as the group kind of splits up she sort of shuffles over to Cyrus and says so is there anything you want to do in particular at the festival anything that I don't know do you have an MO whenever you come to one of these things I mean the last festival I was at was the Yuletide festival and well my M.O. was a little different than it is now. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I, I, uh, I, I won't be partaking in any group orgies, if that's what you're asking. I think that's after the masquerade, is the city orgy. Um, I, there is one thing I want to do. I need to... I, well, it's kind of embarrassing, but I basically blew my herbalist load with that fight, and I have no reagents left. That potion of giant strength was kind of my my magnum opus. It took me months to make that. What? You did? Wait, hold on. What? What? What are you? Hold on. Cyrus, what did you do? I mean, look at me. I'm fucking jacked. <laughs> this, this did not come from that 30-minute training session that we had been. <laughs> okay, cheating aside, actually, you know what? I respect it. You've got, what, like 20 minutes left of being jacked? Yes, I, and I followed your advice. I did what Cyrus would do, and I took my herbal supplements. <laughs> and I greased myself up. Is there, um... I mean, I really can't help but admire just how you do look pretty amazing, all jacked and all. Is there anything else we can think to do in the 20 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) So as you're walking, as if the universe is enabling such behavior, you walk down a road and on one side of the road is one of those contests where you hit a pressure platform and you try to make a thing shoot to the top of a tall shaft and ring a bell. Yes. (laughs) Sykes loves a tall shaft. (laughs) And And he loves ringing a bell, apparently. But Vim doesn't have that thought. (laughs) Vim, you might be the best wingman I've ever had. Wingwoman, Sai. I was going to sulk and just buy more potions, but um, I think the universe is smiling on me. And I look up in the sky and I still see the clouds saying, Cord, witness me, because it'll last for an hour. Let's, let's go use these 20 minutes appropriately. And I grab her by the hand and I run towards these strength competitions. 
I don't think my greasy skin will help me in this combat. <laughs> you like, you like, put your arms back to raise the hammer. It just flies out of your hands and across the street. <laughs> oh my god, you're still covered the in oil. The hammer flies out of your hands, and you're the one that kills a random bystander. Ah, didn't wrestle me. <laughs> 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 if only. <laughs> Even if there had been any chance before, I think after having seen the sensual nature of, <laughs> of Cyrus's tactics, you've pretty much killed any Are chances of that ever happening. to my uh, missionary wrestling style. <laughs> so you're walking up to the... What is what is that booth called? The Ring the Bell booth? The test ball your the strength. Stuff? The test your strength. And it's like this big, beefy lady guard that's standing at this, and she's got, you know, the wooden mallet over her shoulder. She looks at the two of you, says, Would you like to give it a shot? I eye them with a smile. <laughs> I would love to give it a shot. One silver for one hit. I flick the silver at the guard. I spit on my hands, rub them together, let's do this. She hands you the mallet. And I look up at the sky, God witness me, and I fucking roll. Come on, babe, you got this. Ooh, I love this. I think I was plus six. I'm at a a non-natural 20. Cyrus brings that mallet down. The ball bearing starts going up, and as it gets to the top, you think that it's not quite going to get there, and then you hear just the softest ding. Dan just made the most amazing face. Oh my god. (laughs) Cyrus drops the mallet. His (laughs) face is lit up like a child who saw his very first firework, and he turns around and stares at them in disbelief. You did it. And then I look at the guard. <laughs> oh my god. I fucking I fucking did it! I, I I won a competition! A strength competition! That was amazing, Cyrus. Wait, what what is what does Cyrus win? Oh gosh, what does Cyrus win? There must be a prize, hopefully. <laughs> Money? <laughs> you win. Oh, it would be a good one. Here, you want me to grab, like, super rare magic items for you, Candice? <laughs> you win a large inflatable war hammer. What is it made of? Like, just sheep's bladder? How did they make this inflatable <laughs> war hammer? It's a fantasy balloon. Okay. And how much money is it stuffed with? Yes. <laughs> uh, excuse me, I hit the I hit the bell. Is, is this like the second place prize? Where's the coin? <laughs> she says, my my no. under and at this Vim like walks up and she like kind of towers <laughs> over the poor. Does she tower over the poor guard who's administering the test your strength booth by just a little bit? It is my understanding that with these kind of booths, you pay your silver, and if you win, you win all of the money that other people contributed towards failing at testing their strength. She takes a step back, holds up her hands, and says, Hey, hold on. Yes, you, you also win the pot. And the pot is 25 silver pieces. Vim leans over to Cyrus and says, I didn't think that would work, but 
<laughs> Cyrus has a stuffed toy hammer in his left hand and a little baggie of 25 silver in his right hand and tears running down both of his cheeks. Oh. <laughs> I, I, today was one of the worst days of my life, but now it feels like one of the best days of my life. Thank you so much. Would you like a hammer or, or some silver? I would like to see if we can turn the silver into, um, into more silver. Thanks for letting me share this day with you. Come on, let's go, um, let's go find more, more booths to scam. <laughs> <laughs> lead, lead the way. Vim is completely in her element mm-hmm. within the festival grounds. Like she, she can spot from like a hundred yards which booths are gonna be good to scam, which ones have rigged their games in ways that she's rigged games before. So <laughs> she's got advantage on bullshit. So she knows, like, oh yeah, we don't we don't fuck with this booth because you're actually not gonna win this, but like I know what scam these guys are running, so come on, let's go. <laughs> and I think she's just trying to one, enjoy the festival in a way that she loves enjoying these kinds of things, but is also mm-hmm. trying to show Cyrus a good time and kind of keep his spirits up after um after the tournament. <laughs> Vim, is there an arm wrestling tournament or some other form of strength? Oh, you know what? I don't, I don't see, um, hold on. Uh, and then she kind of goes to like pick up Cyrus and is like, um, you take a look. <gasps> and she kind of holds him up above the crowd and then does like a 360 sweep trying to scan for the arm wrestling contest that is like probably oh, happening oh. through the window of some seedy bar. There is definitely uh, an arm wrestling contest. It looks as though it started in the bar and has now moved out onto the street in as much as there is now a table and two chairs set outside of this bar. And there's a semicircle of people around two fellows locked in an arm wrestling match. I see some muscly boys over there. Why don't you head me due north? All right, and she'll start kind of trotting in the direction Cyrus is pointing. Still wrapped in uh, Vim's arm, I'm just like a point, like a, a pointer hound, just like pointing in the direction. It's like when you take a child to a festival, and like you've got like the little person on the big person's uh, shoulders. Yeah, it's like a master blaster situation. <laughs> Uh, you make it over and a good number of that crowd of people look over at you with a mixture of expressions on their faces <laughs> as you show up. Why is that? I don't know. I look like fucking Gandhi who like is trying to audition for a role on 300. Like, I am just <laughs> ripped. And at the moment you arrive, one of the guys, which you now recognize, it's Rothko. Uh, Rothko beats the person that he was arm wrestling and raises his hands victoriously. Nice job, Rothko. And then sees you quite easily atop him, who's very tall, says, you were in the tournament earlier, right, Cyrus? I was. I um, I did not witness you in the tournament because I was in an outhouse. Were you also a participant? I was. What What do we have here? Another bout of strength? If so, I am in. Would you like to 
challenge me? I look at this big, beefy, red-headed blacksmith. I would love to challenge you, Rothko. Excellent. And he, like, slams his fist on the table and also says, get this man a drink. And two drinks are brought out to the table and he puts his arm up for you to grasp. I, uh, I soak in the sights for a second for <laughs> maybe a little bit too long. That's awkward for, <laughs> for. <laughs> I'm just imagining Rothko like planting his elbow on the table and then, and like holding his hand out. And then Cyrus does like puts his elbow on the table, but he's just kind of like resting his chin on his hand, staring. <laughs> I, I wipe off the drill. Oh, size. We are, we are doing something here. <clears throat> I imagine he does that thing where like you take your thumb and you kind of like rub the back of the other person. <laughs> person's hand a little bit. Uh, that is 100% in canon. Like, I'm ready when you are. <laughs> so wait, are Jarell and I like wandering by here as well at around this time, did you say? I think that would make sense. If we saw Cyrus standing on Vim's shoulders, I think we would see them and like, oh, it's our friends and go hopping over. Yeah. There's also Arden just he's a done whole with lot of yelling. <laughs> I apologize for how oily my hand is. <laughs> oh god, I <laughs> I will not even touch that <laughs> with a comment. Uh... And he just grabs your hand. Charles is totally chagrined because they left the banner somewhere and they don't have it anymore <laughs> to hold up. Who, who's going to count us off, Rothko? Someone steps out from the crowd, says, I will. It'll be a count to three and then a go. One, two... Three, go! Oh, fuck! Oh man! I roll a nat one. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, oh, I, I, I won something today. <laughs> I, I imagine it's like he just fucking slams my hand to the ground, like as if I weighed an ounce, like a piece of paper. <laughs> it's not even a competition for him. I mean, how long has it been? Maybe the <laughs> potion yes. just ran out. Yes, yes. My potion runs out at just that moment, and this bulky <laughs> druid turns back into his Gandhi-like shape. It's like, no! No! And this big, beefy, muscular bullvine of a man just slams my scrawny, petite ass to the ground, and I actually fall out of my seat in an embarrassing way. <laughs> like, it's not a graceful loss by any means. Like, maybe I toot a little. <laughs> oh, your, your frock flies up and you're not wearing much under yes, it. Yes, my, my, I'm totally exposed. I'm just like, my tushy is hanging in the air. <laughs> but I, I try to I try to play it off as if like, it was a good bout. Carol is exchanging like a, just a long, complicated side eye with Arden. Like, okay, well, <laughs> when Cyrus is like walking away in shame, no. Arden's going to go up to him and just kind of like put the frog plushie on his shoulder. Just like, don't say anything, just frog plushie. <laughs> I'm allergic to polywogs. Well, then you're lucky that this isn't a real one. <laughs> I take the pity prize. Thank you for... Thank you. <laughs> and I, I make a beeline towards Vim and I say, 
Bim, I think our ruse is over. I my potions run out. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite the admirable show. I just, you know, time was not in our favor. But look, we made, um, we turned your one silver into quite a bit more money, and that is a win. It takes Rothko, like, a solid couple seconds to, like, figure out what's happened, and then Cyrus picks himself up, and then Rothko is, like, there, and his big booming voice makes, I'm so sorry, I did not... Are you okay? Perhaps a hug would make me feel better, (laughs) Rothko. I can do that. And he gives you a big ol' bear hug, like, around the shoulders, picks you up off the ground, and then sets you back down. 1d10 points of damage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I think I got 1d10 points of inspiration in my pants right now, like... (laughs) Oh no! Oh, Oh, Cyrus. (laughs) I go back to them and I say... Vim, I have lost to this big beefy boy. What what about you? Do you feel like challenging him? Vim eyes Rothko for a moment and then looks down to Cyrus. I don't know, do you um do you wanna see him lose? I will give you the twenty-five silver that I won if you beat that man. Vim just pops her head up and says, Twenty-five silver on me. Clear the table. The, the table is cleared. Rothko sits back down, and you hear someone behind you say, Bets, Bets, please. Ten on Rothko. So the same guy comes up. We're going to count to three, and then go. One, two, three, go. And Vim catches her breath and then puts all of her might into trying to pin his hand and gets a, it's a 16. Yes. He rolled a five. Yes. Oh man. Go Vim. We're so proud of you. We see we see Vim catches her breath. Uh, we see the veins in her arm start to pop a bit and she's in her like silken festival gear. So we also <laughs> see like the cords in her neck strain. And you know, it looks like there's half a second where maybe there's gonna be a contest and then uh, she just slams his fist to the surface of the table. And then the moment it makes that delightful thud, she stands up, puts her arms towards the air and says, Who would like to challenge me next? I recommend your gold is bet on me. There are like five or so hands that immediately like go towards the table. Rothko is big belly laughing at this and says, <laughs> My money's on her. Uh, Cyrus collects... <laughs> What a, we didn't make odds, but I'm guessing it was one to one. So Cyrus now adds fifty silver to his fucking inventory, <laughs> and I give I give all fifty of it to Bim and say, "You have made my day. Thank you very much." <laughs> Bim blushes a little bit and then um, leans forward and whispers, "Keep trying to um, jack up the odds for me. We're gonna make some money tonight." Or this afternoon. Oh, she's, she's, she's looking pretty tired. I feel like the next man who takes her on can really bust this this tiefling. Tieflings aren't known for their for their endurance. Come on, who's who's feeling lucky? 
I'm feeling lucky, and some pretty drunk at 12 o'clock in the afternoon uh, fellow sits down at the table across from Vim and says, I am ready. So festival, just do a little day drinking, you know? Wait, 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 wait. Before we do this, we have to make it official. <clears throat> I put... Who, what does this guy look like? Does he look pretty buff? He looks like his drink is giving him more courage than <laughs> he should have. Right. Perfect. This man looks very confident. I'm, I'm sure he's going to best this tiefling. I will give him... Two to one odds that he is going to beat her. So, um, um, who wants to take me up on a a five gold bet that he beats the tiefling? Roll persuasion, because that's a lot of money. Yeah. Fuck ton of money, here we go! I got a 17. Fuck yeah. You get several five gold offers, uh, one of which is Rothko. And so she's playing up like, oh, I don't know, my arm's kind of tired. But then she's also <laughs> saying, like, who wants to challenge me? <laughs> and so the unofficial official referee steps up and counts y'all off. One, two, three, go. Ooh, better than last time. 19. Oh, he rolled a natural one. Excellent. Bim <laughs> throws him from the goddamn table. <laughs> <laughs> He just eats dirt, butt in the air, cheeks mooshed on the ground, a little bit of drool, and he stays there. (laughs) Oh, man. And I think from there, they just do a reckless amount of arm wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll montage the next, like, five or so people. Okay. I'm going to keep doing this five gold bet. Like, surely she's tired now. There's no way this... Puny tiefling, look at her. She's small tiefling standards. She can't best you lot. So the five d20s that I rolled were a five, a six, a four, an 11, and a 17. I can fucking retire after this. Thank you, Bim. (laughs) Yeah, like 19, 17, uh, 15, a 12, and then against the 17. Oh fucking 17 it's a tie <laughs> uh this fellow that you've ended up against is maybe a more veteran looking guard or at least a guard that seems to take better care of themselves is i mean it, is it is it jimmel it is not jimmel oh. it is another dude i'm waiting for the muscles of mithrin to show up <laughs> oh roll a d20 them okay i Ooh, this one's not as good. Uh, overall, it's a 13. Oh, oh no. He rolled a natural 20. No! So, <laughs> we came out ahead. Yeah, we came out 20 gold ahead. We lost five. So we came out 15 gold ahead. So as the soldier uh, finally gets the better of him, we see her eyes darting around and she's like, no! She's trying her best to win. She's, she's kind of like riding that adrenaline high from the other matches. Uh, but finally, when it's clear she is the loser, she gives the other winner like a little bow, I'm sure, as he uh, shoots up and does his little fanfare. Yeah. And, yeah. and then she says... Thank you for allowing me to return to the rest of the festivities. You uh, have a great time. (laughs) (laughs) And you're catching, like, snippets of conversation. A few of his friends are like, yeah, man, you did it. And then a couple of his friends are like, you wouldn't have done it if she wasn't six people tired already. (laughs) Like, get over yourself. 
<laughs> and then the only thing she cares about is she like skips away from the table and is immediately <laughs> running over to Cyrus like, how much did we make? Uh, I made more than I've made in a year as an herbalist and I pulled out my hands with uh, 16 gold and 25 silver. Um, I believe 15 gold, sorry. This is, this is all yours, Vim. Oh no, this this was a group effort. I'm sure we'll, we'll find something fun to do with this, but let me tell you, it's not going to be in our pockets for too long. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, why don't you hold on to the 10 gold and I'll hold on to the 5 gold and the 25 silver as your manager. Deal. <laughs> There's a reason why Vim has never had enough money. There are several reasons why Vim has never had enough money to upgrade her armor. <laughs> <laughs> Montage the rest of the evening through getting ready for the dance as you are all probably going back to Journey's End to eat a dinner and change into your festival garb. Presumably. My festival garb is my salmon frock. What? It's a masquerade. I'll put on Theo's flannel shirt. That's like the only other clothes I own. <laughs> Oh, his formal flannel. (laughs) Still no pants. I think we all assumed that Vim just has an outfit lying around. Uh, Vim has outfits (laughs) with an S. (laughs) She'll be all right. Excellent. And so we fade back in as the sun is setting. You are ushered along in the stream of people into Market Square. Yelchin, Mina, one of the half-orc teenagers, and the bard from Coriander's Kiss are all on the stage together, and they're holding various instruments. There's kind of this excited energy in the crowd. Most people have at least a mask on. Not everyone had the means or has a fancy costume, uh, but there are a number that do There is also, you notice, a guard presence around the perimeter of Market Square. However, as the festivities are sort of gearing up, Captain Mirne walks onto the stage and a hush falls over the crowd. He announces, We have had a wonderful day at the festival, and we all wish for that to carry into the night. However, with the recent activities going on in this city. Uh, I have found it pertinent to instate a 10 p.m. curfew to assure that everyone has time to make it home safely and without incident. Terrell is devastated. However, do not let that ruin the good time that we have. And with that, he leaves the stage and the music starts up. Cheryl turns to their friends and it's just like, 10 p.m., that's when people usually go out. (laughs) That's when shit starts to get fun. Cyrus starts shaking his booty, starts waving his arms (laughs) up and down. I like the cut of this bard's jib. I mean, Jarrell's going to dance with anyone who will hold still long enough to ask. (laughs) Cyrus goes over to Jarrell and gives a bow. May I have this dance? Absolutely. (laughs) And they start frolicking. (laughs) (laughs) Who will tell you a story that happened to me? One day as I went down to y'all by the sea. While the sun, it was high and the day, it was warm. 
Says I, and quite pint, wouldn't do me no harm. So I went into the barman, I said, give me a stout. But the barman said, sorry, all the beer is sold out. Arden is going to go up to as many women not in the group as possible that look like they would be interested in a dance and dance with them as long as they have before they need to go and perform the heist. Cool. He wants to be seen by as many people as possible at this thing. Okay. Uh, Roll a... Roll a something for... Roll a a m'lady check. (laughs) Please no. No, please no. Please, please Performance? No. Yeah, performance. I got a 19. Okay. Everyone else sees Arden very effectively begin to make the rounds as you do on the dance floor. How many hands do you kiss? Every single one. <laughs> so many moist hands. Building up his alibi, so I... I can't, I can't, uh, discredit this. This is great. Ovim has, so the moment they walked in, her nostrils were filled with the smells of, like, a hundred different hors d'oeuvres that are being passed. So she's getting friendly with the waitstaff, and she has committed to eating at least one of everything. Excellent. Jarrell is going to accost you at some point for a dance, though. <laughs> Before Jarrell does, Cyrus goes to Jarrell and says, Hey, Jarrell, I know we have important business later, but how would you like to... I lean in real close and whisper, How would you like to have a psychedelic mushroom? <laughs> Jarrell's like... What? Wow. What now? Yeah, let's get this party started. Perhaps after... What? And he spits out a mushroom. Take a little nibble. Jarrell's kind of laughing helplessly into their hand. Uh, that's so generous of you, Cyrus, but I think I'll pass tonight. Listen, this is, I know it's second harvest, but it's good. <laughs> fuck you up. I think that's rather the opposite of what I'm after at the moment. Find more for me. I gobble my own my own mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> turns away from an hors d'oeuvre plate and standing near-ish to you as the song changes is Sergeant Landon. And he is wearing man harem pants Mm. under under his military jerkin and just the smallest of masks that could barely be considered a mask. Maybe someone made him wear it. You can say Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) That's some well-meaning subordinate friend made him wear. And he says, Vim, would you like to dance? Vim startles for a moment and is (laughs) mid-chew on something. (laughs) Just wrapped in bacon. And she looks over and it takes her a moment to place that this is Landon. Oh, I, uh, Sergeant Landon, at, at first I thought it was someone who had come here dressed as you, but... Why would anyone do such a thing? Oh, you're a rather intriguing character. And in this moment we see that Vim is dressed in, like, full-on bird person regalia. 
Um, so she's like dripping in feathers and she kind of scrutinizes Landon for a moment and says, you know what? You're, you're missing a little something. And she pulls uh, one of the like deep crimson red feathers from her costume. And then she reaches out and says, if I may. Sure. And she tucks uh, one of the large plumes kind of behind his ear in sort of the strap of the mask he was made to wear. Um, (laughs) But it sort of matches, um, you know, some of the bars and some of the other detailing of the armor. So it's not completely out of place. I, I thank you. My, well, okay, Chakota would be appreciative of the, what would they call it? A splash of color? Uh, Chakota is a gem. Now, why don't we go have that dance you suggested? It would be my pleasure. Jarell, when a song finishes, Jarell turns around, and there in front of them is a short, slight man dressed in what you could describe as newsboy chic with it's not really a mask so much as like a strip of fabric tied around their uh, their face oh with my cut <laughs> in it and says would you like to dance of course and uh, green eyes through the eye holes oh shit <laughs> As you are dancing, he is sort of leading you in a direction. And as the song finishes, he points to a poster that's been tacked up on like a a hitching post that's in the middle of the square. And it's like a crude caricature of Yotam's face with wanted under it. And the person that you've been dancing with says, man, these posters don't look like me at all. couldn't even splurge for like green in the eyes or like get the hair right and you see that like in the picture the hair is off to one side instead of faux hawked Jarell maybe like stumbles a few steps like in startlement <laughs> and then is trying to act normally kind of what's flying through their head at the moment is okay I don't know what this person wants but the only context in which Jarrell has ever talked to him before is the neighborhood watch. And so they're feeling like maybe he either is like after something about that or he's here for revenge for what happened to Brennan. So they're very wary at the moment. Um, what do you want? To, to dance? Jarrell's looking at him suspiciously. Like, I mean, okay, so there's not very many people in this city that can appreciate this horrible wanted poster, and the fact that you're willing to dance with me is just kind of a bonus. Is he any good as a dancer? Ah, uh, mm, not really. Jarell's oh. <laughs> <laughs> too polite to say so, probably. Uh, that's it? I, I just... Jarell is it's kind of trying to collect himself, and it doesn't believe him at all. Yeah, I mean, we're at a festival... It's kind of like an unofficial truce, you know, like cool people do. That's a thing cool people do, right? I, I, I suppose. Sure. I mean, like, obviously, and his voice gets really, like, really quiet. It's like, obviously, I'm not going to, like, try to rob anyone here, you know, do any, uh, anything bad. There's too many people around. So I'm just having a good time. Uh, can I roll insight on this guy? Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, 19. Uh, he's super not threatening you. And if anything, you get kind of the, like, I'm lonely vibe from him. All right. Uh, Jarrell relaxes marginally. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, his partner in crime was arrested. What do you expect? Yeah, but I'm the one who, like, stabbed her in the brain, so... I don't think he knows that, though. Oh, that is... that's very true. Well, um, how are you enjoying the festival so far? Because, uh, well, I was gonna enjoy it more if my face wasn't plastered all over the place, but, you know, I'm making do. Yes, I suppose that is a risk of, of the profession. Yeah. Interesting business to get into, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got its ups and downs. I would think uh, magic would be more lucrative, uh, even even out in an area like this. I... I would like my magic to be more lucrative, but uh, I'm not that good at it, if truth be told. Joe's kind of looking at him, flummoxed by this. Where did you train? Surely you must have learned something in school, or... School? No. Uh, Everything I've learned, I've learned from, you know, and he, like, makes a nod over his shoulder. Like, you know... Ah, apprentice to a master, then. Yes. Except we cast different magic. So it's like the blind leading the blind. No offense intended to anyone. Because, like, I know that can be done. But uh, you you get what I mean, right? Right? Please tell me you understand me. Joe's kind of staring at him, like, doesn't even know what to make of this guy. (laughs) Like, okay, I... Never mind. I just... Just forget all of it. I tried. Enjoy the festival. Oh, no, it's all right. I... I'm just a little startled, I suppose. Um, uh, is he implying that he's being trained by, like, Rorit or Indigo or someone? Yeah. Okay, so... Oh, um... Uh, are you are you an arcane caster, then? Uh, learning from a, a divine caster, or... Um... Uh, I, I mean, it's at least arcane, but... Uh, what's the, what's the fancy language? Um... Maybe, maybe like a practical example. So if I try to cast something and it goes wrong, I have a chance of turning into a potted plant. And the person I'm learning from has never had that as a problem. And so uh, I don't know what to do. Go ahead and roll um, Arcana. Uh, that would come out to 12, I think. Yeah, 12. You know that the chance of turning into a potted plant by mistake is a feature of wild magic. A, a wild magic sorcerer. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Jarrell's a little disturbed that this half-trained sorcerer is running around doing God knows what and then using it for unethical things. Um, and so there's sort of, I think maybe their next kind of tack would be basically to grill him. Like, what has your training been so far? Like, what, what does he have you doing? Uh, I mean, he mostly just tells me to follow my feelings a lot, and I don't know if that's really working. Jarrell looks kind of revolted at that, like, follow your feelings with magic? <laughs> like, <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, I, I don't know. How do you cast magic? Well, Jarrell starts explaining, like, syllabus day intro to magic, <laughs> how <laughs> magic works. <laughs> it's kind of, it's probably a little dry, like, 
and involves some math. And so, like, there's a montage of Jarrell and Yotam continuing this dance, but Yotam getting, like, progressively worse and worse at dancing and dancing less and less as he's attempting to absorb Jarrell's answers to his questions. Jarrell finally notices this and is like, look, just here. Drags him off kind of to the side and finds a bench or something. Yeah. Go to the library and try... They have a pen. They're kind of looking for, for a piece of paper, and they haven't got it. Here, give me your hand. He holds out his hand. Jarrell shoves up his sleeve and starts writing book titles on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Yotel, like, stares at them wide-eyed. Like, I, I think I could read that. Uh, what's that word? Jarrell's giving him a, a look of dismay, like, oh dear, this might be worse than I thought. <laughs> okay, 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 I will, I will look these up after the festival is over, and you won't regret your decision. My decision? To give me these book titles. Oh, right, of course. Uh, Are you helping me? You're, you're helping me too, right? Like, this is gonna help me. Yes, I would hope so. Drill kind of gives them a sidelong look and then adds another book that's on magical ethics <laughs> to the list. <laughs> and write and draws some little stars around it. <laughs> like, you might start with this one. Okay. Okay, I could do that. Do you have a library card? It's kind of occurring to Jarrell that this guy is wanted and might not be able to just go to the library and is not one of their normal students and can't just go to the library and check books out probably. Judy made it very apparent to Arden that pretty much anyone could rent books. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I think Judy will let me at least read them in the library, right? Perhaps. She seems very flexible. Uh, you know what? I, I, I think I can figure it out. Right, well, yes, give those a read, and we can check in and see how, what you think of them. I will let you know. Right. Thank you so much for the dances, and thank you so much for these book recommendations. I'll see you later. Oh, wait, just a moment. Um, yeah? I... Jill looks really conflicted for a little minute, and then is like, um... In the event that uh, that your yeah, your friend, that your partner, um, ends up a bit freer than she is now, uh, keep an eye on her. Yeah, I I can I can do that. Uh, he looks a little confused, but he doesn't look like suspicious or anything. You know, she got a little roughed up in the arrest, and they're they're not letting anyone see her. But yeah, yes. Uh, I word on the street is that uh, that perhaps plans might be in place, and uh, if if you have any word on how she's doing, um, I'd certainly be interested in hearing it. He like stands up a little straighter and gives you the worst salute you've ever seen, but it's still a salute, and says you'll be the first to know. Hi. Um, well, have a good evening. <laughs> it was lovely talking to you. Yes, likewise. Joel's <laughs> kind of charmed. That was what a fancy person would say. I did it. Uh, you hear as he turns around and walks off. Joel's very charmed by his awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs> they're not sure they've done the right thing just now, but they're kind of like, okay, well, I can't just like let him run around like that, right? So maybe this is kind of like my job. So Arden is very 
efficiently, making his way around the dance floor. Kissing all the hands. Kissing all the hands. hands. Dancing (laughs) with all the ladies. If anybody asks after he is done, like later on, was this guy around? There are going to be a lot of people that remember dancing with him. Yeah, he made my hand really moist. You are making your way around the floor, and about halfway through the second dance, you look up from the hand that you have kissed, and the person who it is is the elven woman from the library, Marin. And as you are bowing to her at the beginning of the dance, she bows to you and says, You were the one I saw the other day at the library, correct? Uh, uh, yes, I suppose I was checking out some books, and you are the... The researcher at the university. She, like, the dance steps pull you close, and she peers at you. She says, you look familiar to me. Why would you look familiar? I honestly have not the slightest clue. Uh, roll intelligence. I got a 17 overall. Okay, what she says probably jogs your memory. She says, I know you from somewhere. Could it be a court? Winter court, I think it was. Arden coughs a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, he is taken aback that anyone even knows what that is. You would have been, like, what, ten years old? You're with your mom, I think. And when she mentions this, Arden remembers that particular incident. And there's, like, a small, like, flashback of after the social event that you and your mother were at. She pulls you aside and says to little ten-year-old Arden that, uh... You should steer clear of that woman. She doesn't know what she's getting into. Arden will say to her, while sort of glancing at her, and I would say that however much I've aged, you haven't aged a day since then. She, oh, oh, thank you. And no, I haven't. I'm glad someone noticed. So this is, Uh, I would appreciate it if you, well... This is terribly awkward. You're the first person I've met out here that would have even acknowledged the existence of that place. She says, oh, I know for sure that I am probably the only person out here that knows of that place. And, well, this probably isn't the best place for it. Um, Arden looks around. He's trying to stall for time... How long does this song go on? Two and a half, three minutes. Arden says, Perhaps when we aren't enjoying ourselves dancing, we could have a more meaningful conversation. I believe that would be quite fruitful. You have that little researcher with you, right? Uh, that was their name, right? Well... We did travel here together. We were in the same caravan. I would say, though, that what I want to talk about has almost nothing to do with them. Either way, one or both of you might be uh, useful 
change. So definitely come by my lab after the festival or at your earliest convenience. We'll see if we can. And she seems to like be considering. We'll just see. And she smiles at you. And the song isn't quite over, but she gracefully exits the dance with you and moves on to the next person. And Arden will do the same, perhaps trading dance partners with them and being glad that he's out of that situation, at least for the moment. (laughs) And what is Cyrus up to? Is Cyrus just making the rounds also? No. After Jarrell slipped away from being my dance partner and refusing my very generous psychedelic mushroom, <laughs> I gobbled that up and I'm in the corner, not really being a creeper, but kind of just like, <laughs> all right, I'm being a creeper. <laughs> I'm, I'm eating my mushroom and I'm just watching. I am enjoying the psychedelic effects of this mushroom and I'm also like alright, once this dance is over we've got business What's the game mechanic effect of those? So it's really a psychedelic mushroom Yeah, absolutely I can fucking okay. make these any mushroom I want that's my, that's my BS Roll a constitution saving throw please You got it I love the idea of Cyrus being super high for the heist. (laughs) The highest. Well, don't get too involved in that. I rolled an 18 plus constitution, which is plus two, 20. Whew. Okay. Um. I'm used to getting high. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. You are very aware. You've got like the third person view of yourself and the world around you vibrating. Though the light is low and getting lower, you can see all the bright colors vividly as if it were daylight and they are mixing together and making figures and critters and illusions that you know can't possibly be there, but they are quite lovely. The music washes over you, beats into your eardrums in a pleasing sort of way where it drowns out any unwanted thoughts and you sort of lose yourself in this euphoria. My head is is bouncing around a little bit faster paced than the music would suggest someone to be bouncing their head. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm just staring at a random light like, oh man. Like a random lantern, mm-hmm. just like... Uh. <laughs> but I'm also like shaking, shaking my leg a little bit like, are you ready? Come on, come on, let's do this. I wanna... I'm, I'm getting hyped up for this heist. Landon has just finished dancing with you. Vim, the song has ended. He has bowed to you and says, Regarding the favor earlier, I believe that as long as everything continues as it is, should probably not have all that much trouble. And he does the chin nod over his shoulder allowing them to pick Captain Mirne out of the crowd as he is double-fisting drinks. What is Mirne wearing? Because <laughs> I want to know what Mirne thinks about himself. <laughs> so, 
imagine someone wrote a fan fiction of the Phantom of the Opera with the Phantom as the protagonist, but they also deeply misunderstood the point of that entire play. So he's like a sex-up Phantom of the Opera guy. Yes. Well, I do hate that. He's, he's got like a really deep V going, but he's got like a chest full of really unkempt chest hair strutting around with his chest out. And he has one of those like foofy lace collars on, but it's not the correct size for his neck. He's a short and stout fellow so it just ends up looking comically small and then he's got um like a mask over both eyes but one half of the mask uh, comes down to cover the rest of his face it comes off as very like edge trying to be cool in its simplicity and it's not rowan on the other hand faces away from Myrne and making expressions ranging from oh god to oh no don't take another shot but he actually has a decent costume it looks oddly similar to something Vim would probably have it's like a wrapped robe with poofy pants on top of it and then the mask that he's wearing has like beetle horn motif going on. Bim assesses the two and then rolls her eyes all the way back to Landon and she sort of does so as she sucks some kind of treat off of a toothpick and then places it back on the like silver tray she's stolen from some <laughs> member of the waitstaff and it's just like piled high with one of everything and she, she kind of wryly smiles Landon. I appreciate the trouble you're going to for us, especially since I'm sure this is, well, (laughs) I'm sure you can't be entirely comfortable with what we've asked of you. This night is an experience. I'd hold on to that feeling and you know what? Maybe try not to ask any more follow-up questions of us. I, uh... (laughs) I anticipate tonight going well, and I, I promise everything we have in mind is is for the greater good, and and hopefully to hopefully to solve some mysteries that are that are out there. I mean, there's a dead girl, and I I think there's someone in prison wrongfully because of this whole mess. So, thank you, Landon. He nods kind of solemnly with a grim half smile, leans in. Between you and me, I mostly agree. Minus the no follow-up questions. But I will not ask any yet. I think that's something we can shake on, maybe. Yes. Maybe in the future, if things shake out and quiet down a little bit, we can talk a bit more freely. But tonight, the only thing we can do freely is dance. I, sure, I will attempt to dance. And he looks like over your shoulder, Vim. You look over your shoulder and you see Dakota like way across the crowd. And he does the thing where he like puts two fingers to each of his eyes and then turns the fingers towards Landon. Oh, <laughs> <a> sweet boy. 
Landon lets out a deep sigh. I must continue on my prescribed fun. Um, good luck, and I will hopefully meet up with you tomorrow after everything has gone smoothly. Well, you know where to find us. He smiles at you quite genuinely, gives you another bow, and walks off into the crowd. Cyrus is, is dripping balls staring at a lantern, and he's noticing <laughs> the candle wick seems to be melting. <laughs> beckons to the group. Hello, we have business to attend to. How do each of you make your exit to the square? Near the end of a song, Arden will bow to his partner and say basically, "Uh, I have been dancing for nearly an hour without rest. As much as I would love to continue to dance with you through the end, I'm afraid I need a bit of a rest. He says, oh, but yeah, of course, go get, you know, water, drink, whatever you need. And then he will nod, do a flourishing bow while handing her off to another person and uh, disappear into the crowd and make his exit before the song ends. And people are looking around enough to notice that he is not there. Dude, I am the creepy old man dancing alone in the corner staring at a lantern. I could scream fire and no one would notice. Cyrus just, (laughs) as soon as Cyrus sees Arden make his exit, Cyrus exits with like a plus a million stealth roll because no one wants to hang out with this old man. (laughs) Sounds good. As Vim realizes it is the time to go, she grabs a small plate, fills it with to-go items, She tries to find, like, the bathroom, goes in a decadent bird woman, and comes out looking like one of the waitstaff. Okay, perfect. And she hopes that under that guise, she's just able to float past the guards, float past anyone who might give her a look, and start making her way towards that alleyway. Uh, roll, I guess, performance? To pretend to be one of the guards or one oh. of the uh, wait staff. Uh, twenty-one. <laughs> okay, yeah, you you don't get a second. In fact, someone is like, hey, "Can you bring back a new plate of a uh, of a uh, something?" Crab rangoons. Crab puffs. Crab rangoons. <laughs> <laughs> At that, she just like shoves the last dirt on her plate in her mouth and hands empty plate to that person and then keeps walking. <laughs> uh, what does Jarell do? Probably something similar. Kind of find a corner or an area where no one is keeping an eye um, and cast uh, Disguise Self. As I think a, a striking young man with, with dark hair um, but wearing a mask and just kind of dressed in party clothes like everyone else. Okay. Um, and just sort of swanning off into the night. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, so everyone makes it to the alleyway. Most of the people seem to be at Market Square, and that also to where uh, the guard presence mostly is. When you get to the alleyway, if you, like, peer a few streets down, it also seems like there is a decent amount of guard staff around the administrative buildings, 
but those are, you know, three, four blocks off from where you are. And you're in the alleyway. Hi there, I'm Kenan, and I'm the DM for Top of the Round. We are a homebrew, character-driven, actual play podcast, fueled by the power of D&D 5e. What happens when a naive druid, an orphaned monk, and a mysterious drought elf are roped into becoming a mailman for a goddess? Join Talus. As you know, my bosses aren't the most merciful people. Chaz. Hey, do you guys know where I could find a map of everywhere? And Seku. We might as well try. It's the worst thing that could happen is we could die. Find us wherever you listen to a podcast. Episodes drop every Monday. Hope to see you soon. As always, all the wonderful music you hear on Little Realms is made possible by royalty-free content creators out there. Big shout out to purpleplanet.com, tabletopaudio.com, freesounds.com, and computech.com by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Also uh, a new one, freepd.com. And lastly, I want to give a big shout out to a local band of DM Candice is Blame Not the Bard. Some of the festival music you heard today came from Blame Not the Bard. And I will include links to their uh, website and their Facebook in the show notes of this episode. All right, last bit of plugging, and then we've got some uh, funny outtakes, is you can follow the show at www.littlerealms.com. Our Twitter hashtag is at podrealms. Both of those are the best places to follow us. We have a Discord channel. Please come say hi, and please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcatcher, and uh, give us feedback. We love that stuff. Or just say hi. That's cool, too. I am back. I'm ready to rip off some carnies. Do it. Is Sarah back? (laughs) Do it. I've ripped off my carnies. Now you can rip off yours. (laughs) Nikki and I were having this fan fiction theory of, like, while you're doing this archery contest, there's a line of little kids like, come on, it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) If if it had gone on. just ignores them. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we were saying. Completely (laughs) indifferent to the kids' cry. (laughs) If it had gone on too long, that definitely would have happened. (laughs) I was specifically saying all the kids are like in tears watching him walk off with all the good prizes. He took all the prizes and the kids are like, no! It was amazing. Arden's, Arden's complete disregard and indifference to the fan fiction children I have created <laughs> brings me Okay, I, want, I would like to specify that there were more than one like badly done frog Don't plushies. take this from us, Candace. No, I, <laughs> I won't. There was one prize or there's a couple prizes and Arden took them all and there are a line of sobbing children <laughs> and scandalized parents and Arden looks at them and says be better yeah that would be a good motivational poster <laughs> all right